Hello, everybody. Welcome to another 11 p.m. nightcap. Thermite says, Hoy. Hi, Thermite. How are you doing? Uh, hope you're doing well. Cat Minecrafter. Good to see you, as always. Thank you for stopping by. Alchemical Dreams says, Hey, man, you doing all right? No. Uh, the fucking Frogger story is done, says King Dinosaur. King Dinosaur, am I reading it right now? If you send it to me right now, I'll read it live without even reviewing it. Um... A chemical, here's the thing, um, let's do this, I want to pour a drink, because, thank you for informing me of the, oh, of the pit vipers, you got a, a pair for your parents, and your actual chicken nuggets, so you can all twin. I need to have something else to call them, because I'm not going to call them chicken nuggets. I feel like it. I feel like it's against the rules. I can't. I can't call another man a chicken nugget. That's like fighting words. If I walked to somebody who's like, "Hey, what's up, you fucking chicken nugget?" They'd be like, "You want to? You want to get in a fight?" Uh, niblet. That sounds bad. I'm going to call him Sailor until you give me a better name. So. Uh, let's talk about a serious thing for a minute, and then we'll get on with some silliness. We've had a rough couple of days over here, and there was yet another death. Um, ex-misfits, um, who really helped me out when I was first trying to get this stream together, and I wasn't sure about Twitch, uh, and at the very first outset... Um, there weren't a lot of people that were really kind of stopping by to the show. Um, and so this guy Fitz had, had a pretty good stream and he was really big on promoting other streamers. So, um, early on, a lot of the initial traction that I sort of got that helped was from, uh, was from him, was from him, you know, retweeting stuff around, uh, sending stuff out. And I met some other cool streamers that were on there. Some people that I think, I don't know if it was Perry fault, but like that really helped me out. And he gave me some great advice, gave me some great advice while starting out and really helped me. He, uh, had some health problems. He had some health considerations and basically said that, uh, he was coming down with a fever. He wasn't feeling really good. Um, his joints were really bothering him. Uh, the fever continued to rise. Uh, so he went to the hospital. Now, the last I heard, I don't really know if it was the regular flu or COVID or what it was. But he passed away. Uh, <coughs> the last... We'd sort of heard before that was his brother saying, hey, he's not doing well. Um, send positive vibes. And then another friend of his uh, posted today that he didn't make it. So it's been a rough couple of days. It's like uh, two people that have found out that have passed away in the span of basically 48 hours. So, eh, not, uh, not doing so great. So, all of you need to take care of yourselves. 
I want to hear shit about you got cracked wisdom teeth in your eye and you're like, seriously though, take care of yourselves. Okay. I can't, uh, I can't afford to lose any, uh, any more friends. Eat chicken nuggets, eat some chicken nuggets. And also, so this is to Scott and to ex-misfits. Rest in peace, fellas. See you again sometime. Cracked wisdom teeth in the eye. Well, one time I was at the dentist and he was drilling my tooth. There was like a little piece of it and the little piece of it kind of hit me in the eye. Luckily it like stuck in the corner of my eye. I was like, oh, and he's like, oh, did it get in your eye? It was a piece of tooth. I actually had my own tooth in my eyeball. What the fuck? Cord is bored. Hi Cord. How you doing? Uh, yeah, sad, man. It just, uh, You could always be impaled with a candy cane. I saw that one on Grey's Anatomy. What? <laughs> the dentist just stabs you with a candy cane. Um, but good to see y'all. Good to see you, Black Cat. How are you doing? Alchemical, how are you doing? I know you weren't feeling very good. Uh, Cord says it's good. It's been a rough last, uh, rough past year. So many lost people. I, it's just... A lot of damage and sadness out there on multiple fronts. And uh, so I think today, uh, Scott, where did you send me the link? Maybe we'll, you know, I, I was going to talk about this the episode that we were going to talk about the other day, which was free, but maybe I'll rename this and maybe we'll do Frogger. Let's do Frogger. Frogger sounds more fun. And then we all get to hear a Scott West story. I'm do that instead. Send to me on Twitter. All right, I gotta call up Twitter. Let me pull that up. You guys ready? You think I can do a? You think I can do an impromptu narration, off the fly, no preamble? You'll get to test my true narration chops. This will be a this will be a flat blind read of going through this. Oh shit! I gotta sign in. Uh. Okay. <coughs> Frogger does sense. It's unedited too. So this should be shit. Uh, I have to request access to this, Scott. So I requested access. You have to allow me to access this. Uh, I love good frogs too. Um, Frogger on the Super Nintendo was surprisingly good. Cord, I don't know if you noticed or saw. Oh, look at those froggies. Where'd you get those frog emojis? The, uh... I do have a emulator setup set up. So after we read this story, maybe I'll play some Frogger. We'll play a little bit of Frogger. Um, I'll stop the podcast portion. We'll play some Frogger. Um, should be good. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to go back to here. Uh, go back there. All right, here we go. Frogger, Google Docs. All right, so we're all we're gonna go to reading mode here. Then, 
so let's move this on over and let's see. Is there a better want viewing mode? Here we go. That's better. How do I get this out of the way? That's annoying as piss. Got it here. That's better. Got it. Google, will you get this bullshit out of the way? Christ alive. All right. When you do reading mode, I like to move all this over so I can still what you guys are saying. Type in frog. For, frog say quack. Dog say meow. Chicken nuggets say potato. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> Krista, how are you doing? Krista, good to see you. We're about to read a read a writing here by uh, King Kingu Dinosauru. All right, are you ready for this? Everybody ready? Because here we go. So I'm going to be a little reticent on the chat because I got to go reading, reading. But I'll allow you all to read it along with me. So here's the document. <coughs> I'm going to cough out the allergies out of my lungs. I'm going to take a drink. Here we go. Frogger by Scott West. I'll be back late tonight. There's dinner in the fridge in the, in the blue Tupperware. Todd ignored his mom, just kept his focus on the TV screen and the careening asteroids that threatened to demolish his fighter ship. I looked over my shoulder and saw Mrs. Scheel standing in the hallway, dressed as always like she had just stepped out of a 1950s secretarial pool. Thin blonde hair pulled tight across her skull, wireframe glasses magnifying her watery blue eyes, pale face accentuated by her thin lips, garishly and artificially orange under the hatchet nose, a loose and rumpled charcoal gray pencil skirt well below her knees. Thank you, Mrs. Shield, I said, just so she wouldn't be left hanging, since it seemed like my friend had no intention of answering her. I turned back to the game, my hands involuntarily, involuntarily wrenching the joystick and my thumb pressing the fire button as I watched Todd maneuver his way through the Atari 2600 version of one of our favorite arcade games. I heard the front door close and the car start up in the driveway. Then the crunch of gravel as she drove off. Then nothing but the of the video game. She's so annoying, Todd said, still not taking his eyes from the screen. The Shields had the biggest television of anyone I knew. And when Todd got his Atari game console, he told his mom that the TV wasn't big enough to enjoy the game zone. And a few days later, their old TV had been replaced by this one. He's made our TV look like a toy by comparison. Plus, ours was black and white. We barely got any channels on it. Anyway, being so far out of town and surrounded by woods on all sides of our house, Todd got pretty much anything that he wanted. And that, like, for Christmas or his birthday, like all year long. The Shields didn't celebrate those holidays or any others because they were Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't know why that mattered. It's just what Todd told me when I asked why he never took part in any of the holiday celebrations at school. It seemed weird to me. My family was also religious, but still observed the holidays. Anyway, because of that, and I think because Todd's parents were divorced, his mom overcompensated by spoiling her son rotten. His bedroom floor was ankle-deep with toys, books, games, and any other thing that he wanted. And although I'd heard Mrs. Shield tell Todd to clean his room once in a while, <laughs> he never did. And not that she ever took her own advice. The Shield house was a dump. Papers and clothes 
strewn all over the living room, trash overflowing in the kitchen, old bags of garbage sitting right outside the patio door. Fat black flies at the run of the place. And oddly, despite what I considered an unhealthy living situation, Miss Shields, one of the first <clears throat> health food nuts, as my dad put it, that I ever knew. And their food consisted of strange grains and sickly-looking vegetables that Miss Shield tried to grow herself in the sparse backyard. Everything was sprinkled with clumps of slimy tendrils of something generically labeled sprouts. I had been invited to dinner several times at the Shield house and declined every time with some made-up excuse. I only met Todd's dad once. He was a tall, geeky in a way that reminded me of, I don't know, pictures I'd seen in the backs of paper books. You know, like science fiction writers of the 60s and 70s. Greasy black hairs flopped over to one side. Polyester shirt, wide collar, brown corduroy pants, thick black frame glasses. And I, I swear, I'm not making it up. An actual freaking pocket protector. Bristling with pens and pencils. And although Todd's dad looked like the quintessential nerd, still slightly in awe because of his job, which was a computer programmer. Yeah, it probably sounds goofy now, but in 1982... To me, anyway, it's a mysterious and somewhat glamorous occupation. Something something akin to, like, like a scientist. You know, one time I saw him, his dad was dropping off boxes of computer paper for Todd, and, you know, we used to draw on it. Just reams and reams of this stuff. And you know the kind of talking about. Little, little perforated edges, the, the, the dot matrix printer stuff. It was used paper printed with fantastic formulas, and it was gibberish to me, but... The opposite sides were blank, and I guess, rather than throwing it out, it seemed like letting us draw comics, robots, monsters, and that usable space was a better alternative. And it seems like, even though they apparently couldn't get along, both of Todd's folks carried some of the same 70s eco-awareness ideology. Boom! Shit. The blocky triangle representing a space fighter ship evaporated on the screen, and Todd threw his joystick across the room. Shields didn't work, he said, getting up and swatting a fly from his face. I was just about to start my turn. He walked to the TV and shut it off. Hey, hey, man. Forget that. Uh, you see that they got it four corners now? Four corners was the country store about a half mile down the road from Todd's house. And he lived... Closer to town than I did, and sometimes we'd ride our bikes there and mess around, but for quick and easy things like a candy bar or a bottle of pop, Four Corners was much closer. No, what, uh, like what? Huh, they got Frogger. Dude, no way. The video game craze had taken over even our small town in the early 80s, and several stores had at least one machine, Space Invaders and Pac-Man being the most prevalent. But the arcade game industry had really exploded in the last year or so, and it seemed like every week, something new and exciting was arriving on the scene. That seemed even out in the middle of nowhere podunk country stores. They were cashing in by jumping on the video game bandwagon. And I was all for it. Especially Frogger, a game we had seen in the pages of one of the new video game magazines that had sprung up in the wake of the craze. Well, let's, let's check it out, Todd said, somewhat finding his jacket beneath a pile of trash on the living room couch. <sighs> uh, now this presented a problem. 
As much as I love video games, it was not something I could enjoy on a regular basis. Uh, <clears throat> my family never being what my folks called well off, the point was being constantly hammered home that dropping quarters into those machines was not a prudent way to spend money. However, it was too late for me. <laughs> I was a bona fide video game junkie. I had an Atari 2600 too, but as much fun as it was, it just, just wasn't enough. I needed that adrenaline rush of playing the real thing. Every week, a good portion of my allowance went into the slots of the games that were available around town. When that money ran out, I'd find other ways. A few times I'd gone around knocking uh, on town doors, asking if there are any odd jobs that you're doing and advertising myself as a cheap worker. One time I split, stacked a whole cord of firewood for a guy for three and a half bucks, and then immediately took that money over to the cafe that had a tabletop version of Miss Pac-Man. This day, however, my allowance was already spent, and I knew Todd wasn't about to stoop to manual labor to get his quarters. Plus, he seemed ready to go right now. Uh, I, I don't have any money, man, I said. <laughs> no problem, Todd said. He walked down the hall to his mom's bedroom and disappeared inside. A minute later, he was back and shrugging into his jacket. Come on, we want to, to, to play Frogger. Yeah, we come, uh, I'm dying to play it, but like, maybe, maybe you hear me. I, I don't have any money. Todd sighed and reached into his jeans pocket, pulled out a crumpled $20 bill and waved it in front of my face. He said, don't worry about it. Let's go. A momentary feeling of wrongness came over me at the sight of that money, but I shut it down immediately. I was blinded by the addiction. Visions of digital amphibians were hopping before my eyes. And so I grabbed my own jacket. We went outside, jumped on our bikes, and pedaled like crazy the half mile to Four Corners Country Store. The first thing I saw when we entered the store was that there was not only the Frogger machine, but another game called Tempest. Awesome game, by the way. There was an older kid hunched over the controls, one hand tapping lightning fast on what I assumed was a fire button, the other spinning a knob. Not your usual video game control. Sounds of destruction just emanated from the machine. I was intrigued. This new game would have to wait. Because we were there for the game standing next to it. Frogger. We sidled up to the machine, admiring the art painted on the side and the glowing title sign above the screen. The game was simple enough. You were a frog that wanted to get from the bottom of the screen across a busy highway and then over a river where you had to jump and land on fast-moving logs, the backs of turtles who were in danger of submerging while you were riding on them, and then nest in one of the swampy alcoves at the top of the screen. Oh, and avoid the snakes. Uh, and the cars would flatten you if you got hit. Or uh, you would drown in the river. And those were the perils. And we were up for the challenge. Todd pulled out the $20 again and said, Let's go get changed. Be right back. While I watched my friend approach the cashier and hand over that 20 a feeling came over me again, this time to stay. Where did Todd... $20 that we could just casually drop into a video game. $20, let's see. Uh, 80 quarters. 
Holy crap, that's a lot of Frogger. But no, it's time that nagging thought was rapidly turning to guilt. I knew where he'd gotten that money and just didn't want to acknowledge it. Nevertheless, when he returned, not with 80 quarters, he'd only gotten 16 quarters and pocketed the rest of the money, I'd ask, like, hey, hey man, when'd you, where'd you get the money? Uh-huh. He ignored me and slid the first quarter into the slot. So could, the $20, the $20 where'd you get it? Todd gave me the side eye. Mm, held up the second quarter. Is this a two-player game or not? I looked at him. Looked at the quarter. Looked at the flashing lights on the screen. There was a hideous noise of digitized death from the game next to us. Motherfucker! Said the guy who'd been playing Tempest as his fist thumped on the machine. Hey! Yelled the cashier. Watch that language and stop abusing the machines! The moment had passed. I looked back at Todd and nodded as he slid the second quarter into the slot and hit the two-player button. <sighs> it was on. Hours later, we pedaled our way back to Todd's house. Frogger ruled. There's no doubt about that. But my elation, my video game high, that was... Wearing off as I watched the shadows of the pines getting longer, stretching across Bald Hill Road like accusing fingers. I knew that Todd had stolen the $20 from his mom, and I knew that it was wrong. I'd been raised with some pretty black and white rules, many of which I was told came from the Lord himself, and thou shalt not steal was one of the biggies, especially as a caveat, from thy mother! The closer we got to Todd's house, the sicker my stomach felt. There's no taking it back. We'd spent the initial eight dollars, and then Todd had gone back for more quarters, and we sank those on the machine too, one after another, after another, after another. We didn't spend the entire twenty. Bunny Todd had no intention of returning the change, however much it was, and even if he did, so what? Damage had already been done. I had been party to the illegal, unethical, and morally reprehensible act of spending stolen mother money. Uh, I felt sick for days. When I finally got the guts to actually confront Todd about it, he just blew me off saying, Oh, she knows. I do it all the time. Uh, And she's okay with it? Todd shrugged. Who cares? He said and went back to blowing up asteroids on his giant TV screen. I avoided Frogger for a long time. That Tempest game sure looked cool, though. (laughs) Man, that's a great fucking story. That's fucking fantastic. So everybody... That was Frogger, a little short story by Scott West. That that makes me happy. That that brings back a lot of memories of just childhood shenanigans and excitement and guilt and worry and this and that and the other. But man, that was fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that with me and allowing me to narrate that here on stream. I, I, I can never thank you guys enough. Whenever you have content like that, that you allow me to to share with the rest of the group, 
uh, and, and read that stuff out loud. I, I always, uh, <laughs> I always really hope that I do some sort of justice, uh, to the reading that the, the inflections and stuff are there. I try my best. And, uh, <laughs> especially going in a little bit cold, I feel like at one point I was like, wait a minute, I feel like that wasn't the same voice that I used for the kid the first time, but oh, well, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Todd's, Todd's voice. Black Hat likes Todd's voice. <laughs> uh, the, the cashier caught me off guard. I was like, oh shit, I have to do another voice. I'm going to read that like the, the guy from fucking, uh, 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 what was that one cartoon? Hey! <laughs> he had guilts for weeks if you took change from your mother. Never mind, $20. Yeah, I, uh, my, my situation was slightly di different. I never took it from my parents, but if I, <clears throat> if I was going to like a, like a skating party and they gave me like $10, like, Hey, you can use this to buy snacks and, and you know, whatever. I'd spend most of it on fucking video games. And the one time I think a friend of mine let it slip and I got busted and I got in fucking trouble for that. All you're just doing is making some guy rich. You think his dad was working on secret government stuff, computer programmer ladies? What if it was Mr. McKittrick from War Games? It could have been Mr. Was their last name McKittrick? That wasn't Washington. That's by War Games. That was where War Games was at. Are you sure it wasn't? Maybe he was working on the Whopper. The W.O.P.R. The War Operations Planning and Response Computer. Your dad threw money at you when you had too much scotch? I mean, that's kind of sweet. <laughs> hey, black hat! He's just pelting you. And, like, because you're a thousand years old, it's like thick gold. It's like gold doubloons. And it's like smashing you in the head. Now you going to be a pirate! <laughs> All right, podcast folks. We'll take a break and be right back. So, yeah, you know, those old school arcade games, I, I used to get in trouble for that too. I, I was a video game junkie from all, I, I, from earliest memory. I was fascinated by them. The world, how they worked, the characters, the sounds, the lights, everything about it. I, I was just hooked, absolutely hooked. Didn't matter what game it was, but what kind, like, I wanted to play them all. Uh, I would hesitate to say even as a child addicted, but I think endlessly curious about, I mean, the worlds of fantasy and adventure, who created this? What's beyond that world? What's on the edge or other end of the screen? What if there's secret worlds and levels and characters and stories and how does it even fit in there? And where does it all come from? And I mean, it was, it was tantamount to magic to me at the time. And, you know, okay, as a kid, like, magic shows and whatever, kind of interesting, but if you'd had the greatest magician in the world and then some crappy video game console, I would have given two shits about the magic show because the magic for me were the fucking video games. So, in that regard, man, uh, maybe the next time Tony or someone comes on the show, we'll talk a little bit more about 
retro games, unless you guys want to continue to talk about that now. What are Bragg's Aminos? That sounds like a, a powerlifting food. Yeah, man, if you want to hit your two rep max, you got to take Bragg's Aminos. Sure, you'll grow hair on your actual teeth, but your cousin and you really did go around asking for odd jobs for quarters. People really took advantage of you, too. Yeah, they're like, I want you to build a pole barn. I'll give you 75 cents there, young feller. And you're like, <gasps> 75 cents. Oh, it's, it's a fortune. <laughs> Anybody else have any old school stories about that? Uh, money or scheming your way to try to buy or afford games or quarters or whatever? Uh, you know, if any of you that are sort of lurking in the chat or hanging out, whatever, want to, want to pipe in. I'd love to hear that. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I, <clears throat> I had an allowance. I, I also was supposed to cut the grass and take the garbage out, do dishes. I mean, your, your regular childhood type of stuff. I didn't really do so many jobs around the neighborhood in that regard. Um, because, you know, I would get paid to do stuff like that around the house. I mean, Hey, what? Your parents can be like, here's 50 cents if you go do this thing that takes them two hours. And you're like a dumb kid. So you're like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Here, paint this, paint this, uh, paint all the, like, here's this whole picnic table. Fucking paint it in the 97 degree, ultra humid summertime. I'll give you a dollar. Oh my God. And at the time, okay. You want to talk about my second addiction outside of arcade games and video games? Fucking candy. And so here's the thing. Candy, there was a candy store up by one of the lakes that was just called The General Store, right? Generic name for a store, The General Store. But they had this whole glass cabinet up front, and they had two-cent candy. And so you could get these pieces of candy piecemeal in a bag, and they would tally up your total... And it ranged anywhere from two cents to like 50 cents. And you could get all of the great classics. Mary Jane's. Uh, <coughs> was it those little, the, the, the little uh, flying saucers, the little like Jesus wafer flying saucers with the little candies in them. Uh, the, the, the Swedish fish, uh, sour, like little sour balls. Um, Pixie sticks. God, you could get all that shit. Including stuff that, you know, now they absolutely would not fly. There was a there was a candy by by uh Parafan. I'm gonna look this up. I'll I'll read I'll read the chat in a second, but I wanna um but my god, could you imagine them getting just pounded for this now? Um but there used to be Dude, there used to be these candies called Cherry Clan. Uh, yeah, it was by Farapan. You could buy these boxes of these candies. And I loved these candies. I could not stop eating these fucking Cherry Clans. Like, sour, pseudo-chewy, just cherry. Oh my god, they were so fucking good. As a matter of fact, let's read about this super quick. Um... Cherry heads followed lemon heads, which were invented by the Ferrara Pan Candy Company. The formula was developed 
1962 using the same method as Red Hot's, another Ferrera pan. Ferrera, I keep pronouncing it wrong. I'm just going to call them F pan. Both of these candies made using the cold pan process. This process involves building candy pieces from candy centers and tossing them into revolving pans while adding flavor, color, and other candy ingredients. The process continues until the pieces become the desired size. The Lemonhead was created in an attempt to make a round sour candy using a similar process as the Red Hot. The candy was originally called Cherry Clan, but was changed sometime in the 1970s to capitalize on the popularity of Lemonheads. The candy was originally called Cherry Clan. Wait a minute, that's a repeat. Who fucking edited this thing? When I was a kid, I used to ride the bus to school. Every day after school, I'd cross the street to a little convenience store and buy a box of cherry heads to eat on the bus ride home. They were my favorite candy at the time, and they were cheap, too. One day, there was a kid on the bus I didn't like sitting a few seats ahead of me, so instead of eating my cherry heads, I quietly started throwing them at the back of his head. He'd turn around and ask who's throwing stuff and make a few threats, but of course, he never found out it was me. Sadly, the bus driver got mad when we had to sweep up all the cherry heads from the floor and banned food from the bus after that. But I still have the memories. Tyler from Wyoming. Tyler, you fucking asshole, you ruined it. I feel like it wasn't, like, it had to be the very late 70s, because I remember, I remember eating these, and I, like, but, anyway, all these candies, um, uh, going back to the chat here a little bit, in terms of, now we're talking about penny candy, um, Ken Minecraft says, when you're only 20, retro games to me are secret agent Barbie in the Game Boy. I mean... Yeah, kind of. Remember I played Barbie that one day. Do you remember that, Cat? Uh, you started shopping at the deli for your mom when you were like three. How? how? Like when you're three, you don't even have cognitive... Man, you, uh, you're a smart little cat. Penny Candy was the best, though. Uh, <laughs> Black Cat. I love Mary Jane. Uh, what Mary Jane are we talking about there, Black Cat? Used to give it to little kids on Halloween? Okay, so you mean the candy candy. Got it. Used to get a candy you can't even mention now. Well, what candy is that? Come on, mention it. Nose candy! Cocaine? Mmm. You love chocolate babies. I was going to say those remind me of lemons head. Lemon heads. Remember, Krista remembers going to the store for cigarette... Cigarette milk? Commas. <laughs> How your absence makes... Mmm. Mm, mm. Cigarette milk. <laughs> I have this mental image of Black Cat taking, like, cigarettes and, like, she's milking... T mm, mm, tobacco milk. <laughs> it, it's not as good as cereal, but I feel funny afterwards. <laughs> oh, my God, I needed that fucking laugh. Whew. Krista says, I remember going to the store for cigarettes, milk, and penny candy with $5 and having spare change. Right. Like, it was crazy. I mean, you used to, you used to have like $5 at this general store and candy. You'd have like a satchel of candy. Like, oh my God, it was every kid's dream. Cat Minecrafter can barely remember what you ate for lunch. What did you eat for lunch? What did you have for lunch? I had... 
Six chicken strips and a bowl of spicy Mexican soup. <laughs> Nose candy. Let's make a cow smoke a cigarette. Why? That's kind of mean to the cow. I mean, you could just, like, mix it together. Keep the bucks away. Your mom wouldn't even <coughs> your mom wouldn't even let you go up to the gas station, which was a block away by jeez, <coughs> by yourself. You just wanted a Slurpee. What's your favorite flavor of Slurpee? Dash V stopping in with a smile and says spicy. You had bacus, bacon, bacus. Hmm. <laughs> I have bacus. Black hat, what the fuck is bacus? It's a special thing. It's kind of like bacon. But... Bacon and lettuce on rye bread. I was laughing. <coughs> I was laughing so hard at the cigarette milk that now I'm coughing. <coughs> Dash V, have you ever had cigarette milk? <laughs> Bacus, fake. Mmm. Mmm. Bacus. Blackhead, you're my favorite. Cat Minecrafter, I wasn't allowed to go that far until, I don't know. Once we could start riding our bikes around, and after we showed that we were responsible and could ride, I think, our bikes, like, to school, um, they would let us go a little further. And the thing is, they didn't want us to cross any main roads. But we were fortunate that we could drive down, uh, we could take our bikes down this one street and then turn and there was a trail through the grass and it led up to the corner of two main roads. So you didn't have to cross any main roads. And there was a 7-Eleven with all of the amazing tasty treats that a young child could want plus video games. And so that was the absolute, like, Always wanted to write up there. Let's go up to 7-Eleven. Candy, Slurpees, arcade games. That's like everything. When we were able to cross the road, then we used to go to this place called Pizza Castle. And Pizza Castle didn't have as good of video games, but they had better food, including pizza. And the pizza was pretty fucking, pretty fucking legit. Uh, no tomato, but mayo on your Bacus Vegas. You went everywhere and lied for your brother when he skipped school. Yeah, he was at school. That's um, you lying. <laughs> Black, Black Cat, you're just my favorite. <laughs> Dash V says, hello, and thanks for the welcome. Dash V, did you ever manage to level out your arcade game? Your your pinball machine, sorry. And you missed it. We read a story by Scott West talking about the good old days and adventures of playing Frogger uh, in Tempest. I love Tempest. But see, I don't think... I don't think Tempest is going to work right with this gamepad. You know, I used to have I used to use a trackball instead of a mouse. And uh, back when emulation first came out, I remember I hunted down Tempest. Man, I would just play it over and over and over. I love Tempest. What a neat game. And then there's a game called Iris, G-Y-R-U-S-S, that was sort of a little bit of an evolution of that, where you're a spaceship and you f uh, sort of fly down through this cone and you have to, you know, shoot the enemy spaceships and all that sort of stuff. 
man, I was addicted to that. I used to, and then and then that came out for the Nintendo, and I couldn't stop playing it. Uh, I have to catch the rewind for sure. You want to hear the the Frogger story is fucking spectacular. Let's all give a round of applause for Scott. I mean it, dude. Scott, fucking keep it up, dude. Your 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 writing is fucking solid. I mean, between that and the painter story, the, you you've got the voice. There's just something about the way you tell a story, like it grabs me. Come on, everybody else, like you can't tell me that once you that once you start reading it, like once you start getting into it, like it draws you in, right? A Hunger Games sequel. Oh, cat. You're only saying that because your name's Cat and the character's name is Catnip, right? Isn't there, isn't that her name, Catnip? You were the biggest Hunger Games girl fangirl when you were a child. I mean, that's not his thing. You're still in love with Sam Claflin. I honestly have no idea who that is. But I bet he's great because you're great. And so anyone that you are still in love with or have a crush with must be pretty cool. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Fair? Fair. But thank you guys so much for coming in today. I really needed the, I really needed the laughs and needed just some uh, good positive vibes and some positive stories. So <clears throat> thank you so much for that. Anyone else have any video game corner store, uh, uh, corner store sort of uh, memories of, uh, I don't know, doing odd jobs, anything like that? I, I do want to play maybe a little bit of Frogger before we end the stream today, but I do want to be fair to the FOD pod. Why can I suddenly not talk? Fodcast? The fuck is that? For the podcast folks, so that they don't necessarily get a shortened episode. By the by, uh, I will be releasing, it should be after the show today. I think I finally have it down and have it done. I have all of the pieces for the six hours of the nighttime crickets that will be uploaded to the podcast. If, if you wish to download it, um, I have a link that you can use here. Um, if you want this for your own and you wish to download it so that you can play it at any time on any device that you so wish, you can get it right here. And so what this is, is this is a link to a shared OneDrive folder. And what you should be able to do is you should be able to load this in a browser. Now, if you try to load this on your phone, it'll probably want you to install the OneDrive app. You don't need to do that. You can just use a browser. I'd recommend a computer. It will work on your phone, but when you go there, it should open a, it should open a folder and in there... In that shared folder, uh, you should see a single file. That single file, it's about 600 meg, but it's six hours of crickets, soft noise and ambience. Um, you can download that if you want. And so if you download it, it should download it, I think directly. It might download it as a zip file. 
But that way then you can play it offline. Shit, you can have that on your phone. Uh, I used that when I wanted to go to sleep when I was up north. Uh, I put that on. And then you don't have to use any, like, you can even have airplane mode on. You can still listen to it. So <clears throat> if you click on that and you go there, uh, that should allow you to download and grab that. But I will put it up on the podcast as well. So that way then, if you just want to bookmark that episode and use it in a podcast app, you can use that as well. Uh, Black Cat says, that's nice. Thanks. You're very welcome. King Geyser says, oh, shit, I meant to tell you, you loved those sounds. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um Trying to get that out there. Uh, I did send that along also to check me out. Um, and RoboPulp's going to preview that. But I got a lot of good feedback on it, so I decided to actually make it public and publish it. So I'm also in that folder going to load a WAV file version. So that way then, if anyone who creates audioscapes on your own or does ASMR reading, narration, whatever the case may be, that's a, a WAV version that's a little bit of a higher quality um, and you can just download that and use that there directly. <clears throat> Black Cat, you like Todd's voice? Ken Minecraft says, when I was younger, I used to play this game called Bearville. And it's a build a bear game. I literally tried to get this rare item called bunny glasses for like five years. You finally got them the day before they closed the website down. Oh no! That sucks. That's not good. King Dinosaur, if you could write more about Four Corners, you should just publish a, a little collection of short stories just called Four Corners. Just write all the characters. Frogger, all sorts of shit, dude. I'd fucking buy that. You heard those people the other day. So, uh, La Chica Orchid, uh, we were talking about that. She's... Uh, buying a copy of the book and one of them is going to sponsor a sale of that book as a giveaway. So I think, you know, we're, we're, uh, I'm trying to support all you guys. If you guys have creative projects and stuff that you want to do out there, like I'm always happy to shill it. Like, look, it's no bullshit. It's good stuff. You're all lovely, talented, awesome people. And I love you to death. Krista finally heard what a cicada sounds like today. You don't believe you've ever heard that sound before. Really? <clears throat> you know, you get them here, you know, now and then. You can't talk now because of it? Wait, what? I can't talk now because of what? Before you guys your PhD dissertation when you get there. I can hype it up. Oh, I'll hype it. Should I read it live? I'll read it. Black Cat's Poppy, new blog. Oh. But see, Black Cat told me I wasn't allowed to read her blog on the show, so I don't. You should all bully her so that I can. You want the link to her, uh... I got you, fam. It's right here. It's right here, you want it? There it is. I got bookmarked. Read it all the time. She might not think I read it all the time, but I do. But then sometimes when I talk about it, I feel like she gets mad. So I don't talk about it. <laughs> I can read it in pro Damn it! <laughs> Black hat! I mean, 
let's be honest, of the atrocious shit that I have read on the internet, the stuff that you write is like happy Mary Poppins fairy tales. I mean, do you... There's some repugnant-ass fucking stuff that's out there. I mean, that's true. I am in private. There's no one else around. It's just that there's a video camera that I'm happy to be brought. It's okay if I talk about it, but it's an ongoing story. You have to... All right, let's not... Let's all, let's all be quiet so that we don't disturb. Yours is true. What do you call me a liar? You think all my stories I tell on here are horseshit? <laughs> I had ghost toe for Christ's sake. <laughs> I showed you a picture of my mangled hand and all the other, well, maybe not all the other depraved stuff, but like fucking. Well, you think you're the only one who does nutso, berserko shit out there? I was, like, I. I love you to death, but you ain't unique there, honey. Like, the some of the stuff that people have done out there, like, what in the fuck? I mean, come on. That's like the guy who, that's like the guy who ran naked around the high, around the side of the building and was like, you guys, what the fuck? And he's hard as hell because he's got adrenaline boner. <laughs> the world... Is an amazing, if sometimes depressing and painful, but yet amazing and fantastic and wonderful place. <laughs> oh my God! I've got some good. Uh, I've got some. I've got some good. Um, oh, I know. I've got a. I've got a. Th I was gonna load this as a surprise. But I feel like instead of this being a surprise, I'm just going to play it now because it's hilarious. Um, but we got to do this first. You'll think about it. Maybe for Halloween month. I've got some good stuff coming up for Halloween month, by the way. We are going to have Lana Winners from Buzzard View Manor, who's going to be joining me, I believe, October 15th. It's going to be a, a special show. And I'm going to tell you the creepiest thing that has ever happened to me personally. Uh, I've been saving this because I told her that I was going to save it until she was a guest on the show. Finally, I'll be able to share that on air. So uh, we've got some good stuff coming up for Halloween month. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I can't believe that it's already moving towards October. What the fuck? She is great and a very positive person. She's uh, trying to make some movies and films and stuff herself that's super cool. Um, but she's always been very positive, a great friend. Uh, so it'll be exciting to have her on the show. I think you guys are all going to love her as a guest. All right, podcast folks. I think that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, keep the faith, and all of that good stuff. And we'll see you again next time.